Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. You can sign up in our Connect Center. Um, right when you're going out, take a left. There's a bright green room. You can't miss it. A Connect Center. People will get you signed up there. But really, we've got about 10, maybe 12 people getting baptized next week. But if that's you, do it. Don't wait. Don't be like, ah, what are people going to think? You don't have to speak. All you have to do is hold your nose, and I'm going to take you down and right back up. I'm going to dunk you so hard. Um, but um, it's going to be great. So make sure that you sign up for that. Today, we are in our second week of preventative maintenance, and I've got to tell you, um, this message that I'm going to speak today, um, one reason I'm glad Michael talked about the, uh, the version app and the sermon notes is because I have so many scriptures. I don't believe it's ever a bad thing to have the Bible in your sermon a lot, um, but I've got so many scriptures in there that really... If you don't have the version app, no big deal. Write them down so that you can reference them again. Because here's the deal. God has given us his word. And it says if we hide his word in our heart, the psalmist said, I've hid your word in my heart that I may not sin against God. This is his owner manual for our lives. This is how if we will follow this, it will limit our regrets um, and, and we'll find life a whole lot more fulfilling and a whole lot less regrets. And so I really want to encourage you, write down the scriptures, because today's message could be a whole series all on its own. Um, and that scares some of you because you're like, I have lunch plans. Um, we'll still get you out in lunchtime. So, uh, but today, well, let me start. Last week we talked about, as we started this series, about guarding your heart, um, and we talked about, you know, all of us, whether you own a car or you don't, most of us know that preventative maintenance keep car issues from happening. You're going to have car problems no matter what, but it keeps major issues from happening when you change the belts, when you change the spark plugs, when you flush your transmission, when you keep the oil change. It, it keeps your car running like the creator, the manufacturer, a minute to, to run and to operate for the long-term life of the vehicle. And what if we took that preventative maintenance idea and applied it to our life? I think we would find life a whole lot better, a whole lot smoother, and filled with a whole lot more purpose. And, and like I said, we're all going to have problems, but problems are way different than issues. And what if we could keep our problems from becoming issues? And that's the goal of preventative maintenance. Last week, our text was Proverbs 4.23, and it said, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. I talked about the quality of your life will be dependent on the condition of your heart. Um, and your heart isn't just this organ, but your heart is your feelings and your emotions. How you feel about stuff, the emotions of things, where your emotions and your feelings go, so life is going to go. And so our job as followers of Christ and what Solomon is saying is watch over, keep track of where your heart's going because your feelings and your emotions, if you're not careful, it's going to determine the path your whole life takes. And so above everything else, we've got to guard our feelings 
and our emotions because the quality of our life is dependent on the condition of your heart. Today, I want to speak to something that goes so great with last week's message. Um, I want to talk to you about, and last week was this popular message, talked about Fruity Pebbles, and I got Fruity Pebbles last week, yes, um, but I'm going to talk to you about the ability to receive correction. Doesn't that sound sexy? <laughs> Sounds really, really fun, doesn't it? But the ability to receive correction, and today, kind of the title of this message would be Red Pens and Stickers. Red Pens and Stickers. And our first point is simply this, allow the red pen in your life instead of covering it with stickers. Allow the red pen in your life instead of covering it with stickers. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 17 says this, people who accept discipline are on the pathway to life. But those who ignore correction will go astray. Your ability, my ability to accept, uh, to stay on course will be determined by our willingness to accept correction. It's just true. Your ability, my ability for our life to stay on course is based on our willingness to accept correction. Some of you are like, not today, Justin, not today. Um, it's, it's not a popular topic to talk about. This isn't a popular psalm, Proverbs, I mean, Proverbs, Proverbs 10, 17. People who accept the discipline are on their pathway to life, but those who ignore correction will go astray. I would say this, most of us ignore correction instead of accept correction. Um, and... and when I was in elementary school, growing up, my teacher would grade my paper in a red pen, right? Like, like something like this. And my papers look like this almost all the time, right? I, I'm just being, I was a horrible student. Like, my wife was a great student, but me, not so good. And um, I, I remember my teacher's would mark, and now that I, we're such a sissy, sissy culture now. They're like, great in blue, great in black. That won't hurt their feelings. Great, all you teachers out there, great in red. Be brave. Mark it up. And I remember, though, being an, especially third and fourth and fifth grade, man, my teachers, it's like the check mark took up the whole page, right? They were like, oh, you're wrong. You know, and every check mark I saw, or if it was really bad, they circle it, right? Like, you idiot, what were you thinking here? Um, I was just like, what's going on? And so, and so uh, my papers would be marked up with incorrection, incorrection, wrong, 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 wrong. And so what I did as a kid, I went to the store and I bought stickers that your teachers use. You know what I'm talking I'm talking old school right now. Like your teachers used to put like cool on your paper if it was good, right? Or way to go or wow, um, great, super job, awesome. And I would, every place there was a red mark, I put a sticker over it. I was like, you know, I'd be like, look at my paper, mom and dad. They're like, whoa, wow, great job, son, you know. Um, and I just remember, and, and the reason I did it is because the, this hurt my feelings, <laughs> right? This made me feel stupid. <laughs> this made me feel really good. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, 
And what started happening is I would start putting stickers over every wrong answer, and I would never go back and look at it because there's a sticker there. Why would I? Not wrong. You're wrong. Your pen's wrong, you know? And I would never go back and learn. Can I tell you, that's us in life. When people try to bring correction, we're like, oh, no, 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 no. No, sticker. Sticker. That's, that's not me. That's not my problem. That's not my issue. Oh, no, no, you got it wrong. My life's full of stickers, not full of red marks. And can I tell you, the person we're hurting is ourselves. When we choose to live with a life full of these instead of allowing the red pen in our life. Because you know what happens is we don't learn from our mistakes. I, I gotta tell you, when, when you and I, when we get a paperback, most of the time, especially if you studied, you expected to get them all right, right? I mean, that's what you expected. And even when I would study, even when I put the work in, there were times I still got the red pen on my paper. And you and me, hear me, some, some of you, this is going to set you free, you aren't always going to be right. I just saved a marriage right now. <laughs> You're not always going to be right. You're not going to be right about, about everything. And somebody right now, you're arguing with me. Oh, you don't know me. You don't know. You don't know. How do you know if I'm right or not? You don't know. See, you're wrong. Amen. See? <laughs> <laughs> and, and here's the deal. It, it's when, when we're, gonna, we're not going to be right all the time. We're going to mess up. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to be in the wrong sometimes. And that doesn't mean you're a horrible human being. It doesn't. Just because there's a red pen moment in your life doesn't mean you're this awful person, but there's an opportunity for you to learn and to become better. It says this in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 1. It says, to learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. Some of you are like, well, dang, Solomon. Well, you got to be so, you know, mean. Why you got to be so rude about it? You know, you're singing the Taylor Swift song. Why you got to be so mean? It's stupid. You're like, I don't let my kids say that. They can't listen to this podcast. It's stupid to hate correction. Well, why would Solomon say that? Be Here's why. Because the only person that it hurts by you hating correction is you. It hurts you and it hurts what you care about the most. It's going to hurt your relationships. It's going to hurt your finances. It's going to hurt your jobs. It's going to hurt your friendships. And it's going to hurt you when you hate correction. And can I tell you just the, the exact same lesson that I had to learn as a kid, and it took me a long time, is when people write in your life in red ink, like my teachers would write on my paper with red ink, it didn't mean they hated me. 
It meant they were there to bring correction. In fact, I started figuring out when I got in like high school, slow learner, told you I was a bad student, um, but my teachers actually loved it when they didn't have to mark up my paper because they were like, you're getting what I'm teaching you. And it made them excited and they were for me. And can I tell you, those of us in this room, that when you're in the wrong and somebody has the guts to bring the red ink into your life, they don't hate you. Let me talk to all the kids out there. Teenagers, college students, grown kids. When your parents have the guts and love you enough to bring discipline and correction, because the Bible is very clear in Proverbs that if you hate your child, you don't discipline your child. But if you discipline your child, you love your child. When they have the guts to bring the red pen to your life, they're not killing your identity. They're not killing, they're not a dream-sucking machine like, you will never own a donut store. Oh, that's the worst idea ever. You know, oh, I just want to change. No, 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 no. I don't know why a donut store right now, but it's Sunday and there's donuts all over churches across America. They don't hate you. Can I tell you, 90% of the parents that, that are in this world are your biggest fan and they want to see you succeed more than you want to succeed. They love you enough to bring in the red pins and not just put stickers all over your life. You need to value that. Can I tell you, you've got some friendships out there that your friend cares more about you than your feelings, and so they'll use the red pen and just, instead of just the stickers all the time. And you don't need to get mad at them. You don't need to get upset with them. You don't need to put stickers where they put red marks. You need to receive that, man, this person's for me because the proverb says that a wounds from a friend can be trusted. Are you trusting the friend because they care more about you than relationship. We talk to the parents out there. When your kid talks to you, ooh, wait a second. My kid can't bring correction to my life? What are you talking about? When your grown kid brings correction to your life, you know what? Your kid loves you. Your kids for you. And we'll get into this in a little bit, but you know what keeps us from receiving correction? Pride. Pride. Pride will destroy you faster than anything else. Realize your kid, your parent, your friend, some of you, your employer is for you. And for us not to receive the correction, the Bible says is stupid. Because if you love knowledge, you've got to love discipline. If you want to get better, you've got to want the correction in your life. But let me talk to those of you that are really good at using the ink in life, right? Because we understand you, you can't stay on course if you never correct your course, right? And so we're there to be the course corrector. We're like, I got, I got this. You know, and, and, and you, like right now, right now, some of you are already writing down corrections for your spouse, corrections for you, put your phone away, stop it. It's not gonna help you. Some of you are like, ah. You have to be careful with the ink. You gotta be careful with the ink. Because you can be 
right and do it in the wrong way and you're wrong all the way. You can, you can be on the right side of the dark. You can be right. But if you do it in the wrong manner, in the wrong spirit of bringing correction to people's lives, you're wrong all the way. In fact, Paul said this in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 14 through 15. It says, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. This is such a good verse. This could be a sermon. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. That is huge. That's our culture and our world right now. Instead, we will speak the truth in love growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body and the church. If you're using the red pen, what's your motive behind it? Is it to show people how smart you are? I, I told you. I told you I was right. I told you I was right. Man, see, you're wrong. I was right. F. Is it so that other people grovel? You know what I'm talking about. Oh, I would, I'm sorry. I was wrong. I was stupid. You're right. I was wrong. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. What, what, what is your motive for using the red ink? Is it to show that once again you're right? Or, as Paul said, is it to speak the truth in love so that we may grow in every way and become more and more like Christ? Because if that's not your motive, you're wrong. You're doing it wrong. Even in the heat of the moment, you're doing it wrong. So make sure you red inkers, red pens, you're doing it with the right motive, that you're speaking the truth in love. They've got to, one can't travel without the other. They've got to travel together if you want the change and the correction to make a difference. So what keeps correction from hitting our lives, from us accepting correction? Well, the first thing I would say is this, is if you are easily offended, you are not easily instructed. To be offended is a choice. If you're easily offended, the reality is you're not easily instructed to be offended as a choice. You know, the least desirable job to me is a driving school instructor. Can you imagine? I mean, you better be right with the Lord every day before you get into that. I don't care if there's a break on your side or not. Can you imagine? And I remember learning to drive, like driver's ed, where they offered it in school, and I don't know why they don't do that anymore, but, but driver's ed, why? And my, it was my basketball coach that was my driver's ed teacher. Okay, so you can just imagine. And when he said, pull off over here, I, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, imagine me 16 behind a wheel. It's dangerous. And I... I when my coach, his name was Coach Robertson, he was like this big, probably just, it's almost like Chad Craig, just a big, big man, just like, and he had a big booming voice, and anytime, let's pull over here, I did, ah, yelling at me. No, he was instructing me, and his voice should have gotten up because I was doing some dumb things behind that wheel. Can I tell you, if you're easily offended, you're not easily instructed. 
Well, how do you know if you're easily offended? Well, I wrote down my own personal list here. I'm glad, yeah, anyways. Um, how to know you are easily offended. You cry when someone tells you you're in the wrong. And it's not that you're not allowed to get your feelings hurt, but some of us, we use our tears to manipulate the other person. It's true. And I just feel like I let you down. I, I, I get it, I understand. But if, if the other person can't, if it, if it has to be stickers all the time, you, you're wonderful, you're wonderful. I didn't mean it, I didn't mean it. I mean, I take it back. You're great job, cool, awesome, neat. And they can't talk to you about corrections that need to be made in the marriage. Your marriage is never going to get better because you're easily offended. So men, you've got to stop crying so much. <laughs> I'm going to move on. Um, here's where I pick on the men. You're easily offended if you shut the person out because you don't want to hear what they have to say. Oh, I'm not going to say anything wrong. Don't say anything in anger, but I'm thinking you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. And you just, you just sit there and you, you know what I'm talking about. You just glaze over. And you just sit there. And your wife's like, are, are you getting this? Because I don't see you taking notes. Start taking it with a ripped pen then. Um, <laughs> do you just shut down? This communication shut down? Do you hold on to it forever? Instead of applying it instantly, do you just hold the grudge eternally? If so, good news, you're easily offended. <laughs> Third thing is this. See, isn't this a fun message? Um, instead of listening, you just get mad because they just don't get you. You don't know me. You, you, don't, you don't know me. And so you just get irate. You can't, you can't tell me what to, do. you know what I've been through? You know what I've done? You know what I've created? And you just get upset that the person would have the gall, the audacity to talk to you and to bring correction. But, but here's my favorite one. We're easily offended if instead of receiving the correction from the person who brings it, it starts it begins us pointing out all their faults. And we point the finger instead of accept the correction. Because can I tell you, it's a lot easier to point the finger and say, well, what about your issues? What about your little breakdowns and your, your problem areas? Oh, yeah, I, I, you're going to talk to me about my problems? Oh, well, let's talk about your... And all of a sudden, their correction becomes about all their issues. I got, I got news for you. You are easily offended. And if you're easily offended, you're not easily instructed. And all of a sudden, what happens when we get offended is there's anger, there's jealousy, there's bitterness, and there's unforgiveness. All because we chose to be offended. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11 says this, good sense makes one slow to anger and it, is, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. Do you know what offense means? It means bait or trap. And when you and I get offended, we take the bait. 
We fall into the trap of, of unforgiveness. We fall into the trap of being upset. We fall in the trap of getting worked up instead of being instructed. When I was growing up, there was a, uh, a popular teaching. Right now, it's kind of gone away. But there was a, 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 man, just a legend out there that coffee will stunt your growth. How many of you guys remember that? You're like, it doesn't? What? Are you serious right now? Um, that coffee will stunt your growth. And I believe this all the way through high school. And I'm, I'm convinced the reason that they convinced me of this is because they didn't want to see a teenage Justin Graves on coffee. Um, I'm just, wow, you know, um, I'm, I'm convinced of it. And here's the deal. While that's not true, can I tell you being offended will stunt your growth in Christ? It will stunt the growth of your relationships. It will stunt the growth of who you could have become in Christ because you decided to be offended instead of instructed. Offense is a big deal. And can I tell you, don't take the bait. Bible says this, Proverbs 19, verse 20 and 27. It says, get all the advice and instruction you can so you will be wise the rest of your life. Let's stop for just a second. If you want to know how to be wise the rest of your life, there's not an expiration date to it. I've seen a lot of older people who still aren't wise. Age doesn't necessarily equal wisdom. That's good. If you want to know how to be wise the rest of your life, get all the advice and instruction you can. Get all the red pen moments from people that are for you, and you got to be careful about who you let speak into your life. Hear me, that's important. But get all the wisdom and instruction you can so you will be wise the rest of your life. Verse 27 says, if you stop listening to instruction, my child, you will turn your back on knowledge. And your life won't end up where you wanted it to end up. Because if our life's going to get where we want it to be, there's going to have to be in-course corrections. No matter how much you love Jesus, no matter how great your heart is, no matter how great your intentions are, your intentions don't get you to the destination your choices do. And we'll be talking about that next week. And you need people around you when you miss it to call you on it. And you've got to take the instruction instead of the offense. The third thing that keeps us from keeping and from, from accepting correction is this, is pride is destructive, but humility is preventative. Pride always blocks. It never receives. It's always, let me tell you about how great I am, how much I've done, how much, how awesome my accomplishments are. And it's never at a place where you position yourself to receive instruction. It's only concerned about giving instruction. Pride's destructive. Man, it will destroy you because can I tell you, when you get too full of yourself, when you know it all and you're too high, nobody can bring correction to your life because it blocks it every time. But if you'll live life with humility, you know what humility means? It means to be low. If you live your life low instead of high, you will bring yourself to a place where you're willing to receive 
where you're willing to hear the people that have the red marks in your life because they're for you. If you can live with humility, it's to your benefit. Proverbs talks about this all the way through it. It talks about how humility precedes honor. Humility comes before honor, but the exact opposite is true as well. Pride cometh before destruction. And if you're going to see honor happening, if you're going to leave a legacy of honor behind you, if it's going to come before you, if you're going to live a life of honor, man, I got to tell you, you can't do it without having a humble spirit to where you're willing to receive even when you don't want to receive. Even when you don't agree with what they're saying, but you know you can trust the person, are you humble enough to listen or do you block them out because you're too prideful? Because this is huge. Pride blocks it every time. It will not receive correction. It will not receive wisdom. It will not receive knowledge because it knows it all already. In fact, it says this in in Proverbs 29, verse 23, pride ends in humiliation while humility brings honor. Proverbs eleven two says pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Proverbs 18, 12, haughtiness goes before destruction. Humility precedes honor. If you just break down the, the Proverbs we have talked about today, humility will lead you to wisdom. It takes advice. It leads to honor. It ends in honor and it, it brings honor. That's humility, but pride, hear me, leads to disgrace, leads to conflict, leads to punishment, leads to destruction, ends in downfall, and brings humiliation. What do you want in your life? I want the result of what humility brings. Then that means I've got to be open to the red pen moments and not just the sticker moments. Let me close with this. Proverbs 15, verses 31 through 33 says this. And it pretty much summarizes the whole sermon. It says, if you listen to constructive criticism, you will be at home among the wise. If you reject discipline, you only harm yourself. But if you listen to correction, you grow in understanding. Fear of the Lord teaches wisdom. Humility precedes honor. Can I tell you where there's lack of correction, there's lack of direction. There's lack of correction. There's lack. Some of us, we don't know what our life is supposed to be going after because we haven't listened to the correction that the Lord has been trying to bring. Some of you feel lost. You feel like life is just a big blah right now. And your pride has been destroying what God wants to do in it. But if you can get low, if you can humble yourself, if you cannot take the bait of offense, but you will be instructed instead of being offended, can I tell you, God will bring you places you never thought. And there'll be honor to your life, there'll be honor to your reputation, there'll be honor to your family, and your life, hear me, your life end in honor. So many times we get preoccupied with what now, but, but really what we should be looking, how's it going to, I want my life to count. I want it to end in honor. And the only way that happens if I'm humble enough to receive the correction. 
of the people God has placed in my life that are for me, that are bringing red pin moments. When we have vehicles, every couple of thousand miles, we have to get our car realigned. And if we don't get our car realigned, what starts happening is our tires start warping and what the life, the life, the lifelong span of our tires, whether it's 60,000 miles, 75,000 miles, 40,000 miles, it deteriorates and it's not what it should be because we didn't do the work of correcting our alignment. Our alignment gets off and the tires get warped. Can I tell you, we got to correct our alignment this morning. Because if you don't, this, this isn't, if you don't, your life won't be what it should be, what it could be. And the thing is, you and I are in a big, massive amount of control of this. It's just about your willingness to receive correction. Your willingness to let the red pin in instead of filling it with stickers, because why stickers may you make you feel good, it doesn't bring instruction or correction to your life. What do you need to realign this morning? What do you need to humble yourself about this morning and allow God to speak to you about? Let's bow our heads. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for today. And God, I, you know what? If you're here in this place and you say, Justin, I battle pride, would you just lift your hand? Some of you, you're too proud to raise your hand right now. Get break through this. You just say, I battle pride. Would you just raise your hand? Yeah, there's hands up all over the place. You say, Justin, that's me. Yeah, I battle, I battle pride. I battle pride. I, I battle this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You say, that's me. I just, I battle pride. And it's, it's creating this roadblock. Lord, just see every hand. You know what? If you're here and you get offended easily, would you raise your hand right where you are? You say, just, I get offended so easily. My feeling, I, I'm just a person of offense and it's hard for me to receive correction. If that's you, would you raise your hand? any further. You, God, you see every hand. And Lord, you see our heart. Our heart is that our life would end in honor, that, that we would live on a pathway that leads to life. Lord, so many times we don't allow instruction to come. We don't allow correction and we sure don't love it. God, I pray this morning that we would allow humility to grab hold of us and that we wouldn't live life high, but we would live it low. Not knowing it all, but instead seeking for it all. And Lord, we would allow the people you've placed in our lives to speak into our lives. Even though it may hurt our feelings, God, it's going to bless and further our life. Lord, I pray right now that we would let go of the pride. We would let go of the spirit of offense to where we always take the bait and we would become and we would realign our life with you. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here this morning, you say, Justin, I'm here and I'm not where I need to be with the Lord. I'm going to count to three, and all I want you to do is raise your hand. Maybe you need to make a first-time decision. Maybe it's about recommitting your life, but you say, I'm not where I need to be with the Lord, and I need to realign my life this morning. When I count to three, would you raise your hand? We're not going to embarrass you. We're just going to ask you to raise your hand because we believe God sees a hand, and he changes a heart. That's you. Don't miss this moment. One, two, 
three. Is there anyone here? You say, Justin, that's me. Yeah, there's one hand, there's two hands, there's three hands, there's four. Is there anyone else you join these four hands? There's five hands, there's six. Is there anyone else you join these six hands that are lifted today? And you say, Justin, that's me. Before we go any further, man, there's a correction, there's an alignment that needs to be made, and I just need to get things right with my relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we go any further, would you join these seven hands that were lifted? If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I confess that I've sinned, that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. I ask that your love and grace would enter my life. I turn away from the life that I was living to grab a hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Can we give these seven individuals a raise their hand as you drown in applause? Yeah, what an awesome moment. Believe, belong, become. Join us in our vision here at Foundations Church. Our services are every Sunday morning at 9 and 1045 a.m. And our youth service, FC Students, is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. For more info, check us out online at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv. 